Copa MX Network production. This is the Rocky Mountain ATV MC Kiefer Tested Podcast. The podcast you come to for the straight insight on all things moto-centric. Hard parts, bikes, gear, suspension, motor mods, and more. It's Kiefer Tested. Here he is, Chris Kiefer. How's it going, everybody? Welcome into the Rocky Mountain ATVMC.com Kiefer Tested Podcast presented by FXR Racing and Racetech. Thank you guys for joining us. Don't forget, RockyMountAntVMC.com is the one-stop shop for parts, accessories, gear for dirt bikes, side-by-sides, ATVs, street bikes, whatever you got, they got it. Low prices, unparalleled customer service, free three-day shipping over 75 bucks. It's easy to see why you guys should be going to the new KieferIncTesting.com, or you can just punch in Kiefer Tested, and that'll get you there, and click on the Rocky Mountain banner, and that helps us give us a little snippet of what you guys are purchasing and keeps us living our lives over here and doing these shows and lets them know that you love it. So thank you guys for doing that. And, of course, FXR Racing. Go to FXRRacing.com and use the code KKMX35 to save yourself 30% off anything there. And, of course, if you're a lady, you don't even need to use that code. You can go strictly to Chris at KeeferInkTesting.com and I have a lady code for you. That's better. That's right. Better than the guy code because we got to keep our ladies riding and be safe and look cool and hot. That's what we got to do over here. And Racetech, Racetech.com. Get your suspension, at least your fork and your shock oil change, your bushings, your seals. 20 hours, folks. Every 20 hours, get them freshened up. It's amazing what your bike will feel like if you keep fresh suspension underneath you. It's, it's amazing. It's unbelievable. So, Go to Racetech.com, use uh, sales at Racetech.com, keyword Kiefer, that'll save you some money, or just simply email me and I'll get you in contact with the guys and save yourself some money. And our 2022 sponsors are Power Motorsports, Works Connection, Ride Engineering, Pro Taper, 60 Helmets, ScreenPrintingDone.com, Dunlop Motorsports, Plum Creek Funding, you want to get a refi, trying to get a loan for a house, Zach over there in Colorado, Plum Creek Funding, Hit them up and uh, listen to those commercials, and you can get the contact or hit me up for any of these sponsors. Blood Lubricants, Robert Kong, Mission Imaging. You got a boo-boo, bone broke. You need an MRI, 909-433-0575. And you just call down there and say you heard it on the Kiefer Tested Podcast, and it'll hook you up, get you in and out, and no problem. And last but not least, FastCo.com, Fast Company. All kinds of cool stuff over there at their website. Adjustable spo- spoke torque wrench. Say that fast, Aiden. Adjustable spoke torque wrench. Adjustable spoke You can even wrench. use this torque wrench. That's how easy it is to use. It's preset for your spokes. It's awesome. Um, they've got moto pegs. They've got clevises. they got all different kinds of stuff. And they got a code for me, which I haven't got yet, but hit, hit me up, chris at keyforinktesting.com, and I'll get you a discount, anything fastcode.com has. So thank you to all my sponsors. How's it going? 2022 KTM 250 SXF Factory Edition Talk. First impression here with Aiden Kiefer, Jackson Pascal. Jackson? Yes. Please make my son a better person. I'm trying. It's, it's tough. Hard. It's hard. It's hard to be his friend? Um, yeah. Sometimes. sometimes. Yes. It could be pretty fun though. It's it's some it's very hard for me sometimes to be his dad. I feel worse for you because like 
at least like I'm his age, so I can just kind of like be done with him. Right. Like you're at the point where if you're done with him, like it's not it's, good. It's no good. Yeah. Like like today. like today, it was very very tough for me this morning, but <laughs> we somewhat pulled it together. But it's not always a jokester and happy <laughs> times. You know, it's time to get serious at times, right? Very like true. this podcast, we can have a good time on the show, but let's get the nuts and bolts of this show going, Aiden. Let's help these people that want to purchase a motorcycle, which is going to be uh, almost $11,000 for this bike. Oh. Your dad is one of those people that would <laughs> your dad, yes, your dad, is. Your dad's going to go, man, that's nothing. That's, like, that's insane. <laughs> like, uh, there's only 400 of these things made. Yep. Um, and it's a lot of money, dude. It's simply like $10,599 for a KTM 250 SXF Factory Edition. Wow. But we rode them today, folks. We rode the 250 and 450. Uh, you can simply go on to uh, my show. There's a 450 show and a 250 show. We kind of separate them. We want to break these two down. And these two gentlemen, 16 years old, 17 years old, 135 is Aiden, uh, 5'9", 10. I say 5'10". Yeah. Uh, Jackson is 8 foot 7, 170 pounds. 189 He's 6'3". Six foot three. I wanted to get uh, two young gentlemen to ride this thing. Obviously, a two fifty. Uh, the demographic. There's two sides to this. There's the young side, teenager that's racing, and then there's the vet side. That's me. We'll talk about the two fifty and what it does. What's better? Aiden's in here because he has been riding a Japanese machine. He came off of a KTM, went to a Japanese machine, and now back on the KTM today. We're going to discuss that and what he thinks of the bike. Okay. And if it's going to be worth it for you guys out there to maybe purchase this thing, you got you can go to racerxonline.com for the video side. Mm, about a 15 to 18 minute video over there with these two guys as well. Um, but we thought we would uh, cover all the bases here and do a show for you so you can hear it in our voices. More relaxed setting. Uh, racerxonline.com. The videos are more of a little rigid kefir. This is a little less rigid kefir because I'm in the confines of my own home. I can be more of myself. Um, Jackson, you don't cuss, which is nice, yep. but I do a little bit at times. Yes, you do. That's and okay. when you cuss, I laugh because it sounds funny. <laughs> yes. So that's good for me. Yep. Aiden needs to not cuss <laughs> and do as I say, not as I do, Aiden. Okay? I know you're a monster claw athlete and you think you're bitching, but now you're back at home, so now I'm going to whoop your ass. <laughs> okay? We got to play the clip of him going... You can talk louder. You're talking to everybody. I don't know why you're whispering. <laughs> Hold on. I'm trying to forget. What did you say? I don't want to say it. That's good. Yeah, we don't want to say that right now. <laughs> this is a nice show. Yep. All right. So we rode the, the KTM 250 at Paula Raceway, a.k.a. Fox Raceway today. Uh, just so you guys know, this is a first impression, right? This isn't the, the Bible of the KTM Factory Edition. Uh, no phones, please, on this, unless you're looking up notes. notes. Just giving you a heads up. Uh, that what they do for these intros, people, and you're, I'm sure you're familiar with this. We don't need to break it all down, but they prep the track for us. They grade it. They groom it. They want to make us really love these machines, so they make the track as bitching as possible so we don't have a lot of negative things to say. And honestly, I don't have a lot of negative things to say. Maybe you guys in your notes can have throw out a couple that you don't like. I got a couple. Uh, that's a Okay, that's fine. Um, but... I'm trying to cover you guys out there that maybe want to spend the money on a new KTM or maybe make the switch from another brand to this. So that's why we're doing the show. So if you guys want to find out what has changed, you can go to simply go to KTM.com or you can go back to the archives on racerxonline.com and there's a video of what has changed. We're not going to rip down everything that has changed on this because let's, let's face it, the whole bike is new. The thing that you can transfer over from your old KTM 250 is... The fork, 
the front wheel. Everything else is different. Not even the rear wheel? No, because the swing arm's different. Yeah, swing arm's oh, different. that's right, yeah. So there's just not a lot here. So if, if you're a cone valve guy or if you have a set of forks that you used on your old unit, sure, you can run that along with this new unit, but your shock, your SOL. You got to get a new shock, which should be built soon by WP, or revalve the current one you have. And you can do that. You can mix and match. I've done it before. You can slap on a pair of uh, your older forks and then revalve your shock. It does work. Um, I talked to the WP technician today, and he said that that is fine. But uh, the shock is shorter. Went from 260 millimeters to 240. So that's a big difference, and you're not going to be able to uh, slam your old shock up in the in that area. That's not Airbox is different. Uh, subframe is different. Yep. Swing arm is different. The whole drivetrain is lower. The shock is shorter. The engine is down lower. The whole point of KTM when I talked to the R&D guys today was to lower the CG. What is CG, Jax? Center Aiden. of gravity. Center of gravity. Good job. Let's go. Lower the center of gravity of the KTM to make it more agile while creating a frame that is more... I don't, I don't want to say rigid. I want to say stiffer. A yep. frame that is stiffer but works. in order to make it more planted feeling. I said this on the on the video. If there's something negative for me as an older guy and that rides faster tracks, rough tracks a lot, is when I'm on the edges of my tires on KTMs, the frame has a lot of wallow and flex, and it was side to side. Never really felt planted. There's a fine line there, people. When you have, you need flex to have traction, but you also you need some stiffness to keep you planted. Then you could go the other direction where you can be too stiff, and then it deflects off of everything. So it's a very uh, slippery hate. slope. Love hate relationship. Well, it's just a slippery slope when you design a, a frame. Yep. Like you have to have a blend of both. Yeah. Um, you don't need to slap on a pair of fucking. It's my first one of the of the podcast. I'll keep the count. Okay, first one. You know you don't want to like. I'm gonna get some mounts. And no offense to the guys who's making aftermarket engine mounts, but like, calm down. Check your torque settings. Go over torque settings. And a couple tips here, real quick, before we dive into it. If you guys have the the stock frame guards that the KTM comes with. What the KTM guys did today, they drilled out the swing arm pivot area where the where the nut is, right? When the swing arm pivot axle goes through and you have the nut, if you do not drill that out, those do back out over time. Aiden and I have had several do that. I'm sure you have too, Jack. Yep. So they're hiding back there. You don't know. So it's just dangling, and the only thing that's holding that thing in is that frame guard. So in order for you guys to see it, if you guys run frame guards, drill a hole around that so you can see the nut and you can tighten it on occasion, check it. But that is also a very key point to keep your bike working well is get the correct torque setting on that. We're going to go over some settings later on. Got to get up some time on this bike. Um, this is just more of a baseline, kind of what we came up with today and what we felt. So let's get to it. Jackson. Yes. You currently race and ride KTMs right now. Yep. You're like you and your dad are balls deep in amateur racing. You're 17 years old. Um, you do this as a family and you have four KTMs right now, maybe more. <laughs> He's got five. more than four, five. Okay. Five. You have five. So right now, first impression, hopping on this machine, three laps in, what will people feel from an old bike? Just so 
Go ahead. For, first, first three laps, um, right away, the comfortability factor was pretty instant. Like it's, and when you say that, what are you feeling? The, what is what make what do you hit on the track to makes you feel like yeah, that's more comfortable. So whenever I ride like a Japanese bike, yeah, um, and it takes me, it takes me twenty minutes to be like okay, I I can start pushing, you okay. know. Yeah. But KTM, this bike chassis wise, the feeling of it. Mm-hmm. It still feels like the old bike. Okay. Like it's um it's light. Mm-hmm. You can throw it around. I mean it's it's the same feeling. So nothing's it's not like a day and night difference. Right. Yeah, just same, little same, subtleties. Right. Flex wise, it's the same thing as the old KTM. So I'm gonna give you an example. Yep. So for me with the frame, um old frame, two things. One, I talked about lean angle. Yep. There's some rollers at Paula. The old KTM wallowed snap back i did i did notice that it felt way better in that section than yeah it for did. sure yeah so the new frame stuck to the ground better and if i didn't grease the rollers just right it didn't punish me yeah it didn't sure. snap swap if i held my lean and just kind of got my way through there even if i oh god i didn't make that quiet i didn't get it down enough or i didn't wheelie this bump enough it stayed true it was a lot more predictable right so yeah. that's kind of where I was like, ooh, right away. Yeah. As a tester, people listening and you guys, your first impression is most is the most correct. If you stay out too long, you second guess your. You're gonna your, overthink. Your things. feeling is mostly what you go off of. That's your guide. So my feeling is I ride the KTM so much that's what I felt. Little imperfections in ruts. I also felt like the KTM, the new one, is a little bit more compliant. So that's what I felt. Yep. Um. So, that being said, let's start off with the engine. Okay. You ride modified motors a lot, but you also ride stock motors. Yep. Um, what did you notice from this, this engine? So, stock-wise, a lot of power. Uh-huh. Um, bottom end, like coming out of the corners right when you snap the throttle, pretty much the same. As your old as, one. As the old one, yep, yep. stock-wise. Um, but as soon as you start getting the RPMs up a little bit and you start kind of getting into the power band... Mm-hmm. It pulls and it pulls really well and it's definitely different than any KTM I've ever rode. It's more of a mod motor. Okay. Is what you get that feeling. You get that feeling where yeah, this thing's going. Right. You know? Rather than the stock bike, you're like, just give me a little bit more. Yeah. At least last year's version. Right. Um, so that was the biggest thing I noticed and I, I would say that's mid range feeling. Yeah, right? mid range feeling. Yep. And it the mid range was really big. Okay. Like the RPMs didn't wrap out super well. Um I've said it a lot. You can kind of old one? Uh, no, on this one. Okay. You can kind of ride this one like a 450. Okay, almost. so what what he means by wrap out well, so I'm going to translate that <laughs> to testing terms. <laughs> yeah. um, the engine, um, uh, I want to say, the free feeling of this engine. You have less of a freer feeling, more of a chugging, kind of uh, heavier crank feel. Yeah, the bike, you can lug the bike. Right. Yeah. So... Where last year's, you know, and any KTM, when you first break them in, they're going to be tight. So don't freak out when you buy this thing. You're like, oh, I don't know what yeah, you're talking about. 100%. It's really heavy. So it takes a few hours to break in. But the, the KTM really spooled up really free. And it, it felt really free last year. And then this one, you're saying that it's a little bit maybe slower revving and you can lug it a little bit more. Yeah. Okay. It's, I mean, you can ride it like a 450, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny because I was riding it just cruising it in the pits to do the... The, the show on Racer yep. X, and I just kind of clicked it in second, 
and let it just idle through. Yeah. Because I can I could tell a lot when I can just let get off the throttle and let it idle through and just go and it just kind of chug along. Last yeah. year's it would stall. Right. Yeah. For sure. So, um, anything about top end over rev? Same. Different. Honestly, I don't even know if I got it to over rev on the top end. So you never even hit it? No, I don't think so. I mean, there was one fast section kind of in the back, but honestly, um, and you we'll, get, we'll third, get to the second, third. Yeah, I mean, we'll get to the shifting later. Yeah, but yeah. with the shifting being a lot easier, like I didn't really have to worry much about over revving. Did you even get the fourth? <sighs> Maybe once, kind of on one straightaway, yeah. a couple times, but I, I didn't really have the opportunity to ra- uh, get to the top end yep. much, and. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like I said, the the mid range is really big, so you almost don't have to worry about. So with this KTM engine, I feel like second gear is wide. It's long. Yeah, second and third gear is big. Um, there is a gap between second and third from last year's engine, but the, I feel like unlike the 450, where I felt the second and third gap was long, the second and third gap transmission spacing on this bike was shorter, and yep. I could shift into third sooner. Yeah, so I it, agree. it it kind of rewarded you a little bit of. Hey man, I'm getting lazy, so I'm just gonna leave it in second and rev the shit out of it. Or on the other spectrum of lazy is like I'm gonna third gear this some bitch yep. in the corner and just let it. Yeah, a lot of the time I'd come out of a corner, I'd be in second, hit the corner, hit the jump, shift into third, and then I could carry third all the way into through the section. So if you're comparing your stock engine and your mod engines, is it somewhere in the middle? <sighs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yep. I, I would just, say closer to the mod. Really? Yeah. Wow, that's yep. impressive. Uh, Aiden, your thoughts on, let's get your thoughts compared to your Kawasaki. Cause this is why I bring you in here because you're on your KX, mm. put your neutral hat on, right? You're not okay. team green. You're a neutral <laughs> guy. You're Switzerland. Okay. Okay. You're team Switzerland. <laughs> Switzerland. <laughs> Give us the character of the Cowie and then, then this new. So KTM. the Cowie is kind of like a, uh, a miniature Yamaha. Yeah. It has, uh, it has a lot of snap off the bottom, but not as much. But the mid to top, it kind of falls off in that area. Right. So okay, before you go, keep going, do you have do you have to short shift your KX a little bit? Yes. Okay. Uh, compared to the KTM, I, the KTM is really known for its uh, its mid to top pulling power. Mm-hmm. So the bottom end kind of feels a little dead, but once you get to a certain point, it starts pulling hard. Yeah. Yes. Uh, what I noticed there's difference between when we talk bottom end, mid range, and top end. There's a whole another category of RPM response. So there's low RPM response, mid RPM response, and then top end RPM response. And that is um, not so much the the pulling power feeling. It's if you're in the mid range, you're coming out of a corner and you you let off and get back on it again. That that's the RPM response. That's that quickness. And I feel like this engine has more of that quickness in it. Um, yep. which is hard to do to get a bike that lugs more and then still have that nice RPM response. So for me, that means the FI tuning is really good. That means they did a lot of work with the with the fuel injection and how it's tuned because to me it feels really clean. Yeah. Similar to when you stick a Vortex on your bike, how clean and crisp that is, and they map it yep. for the fuel that you run. Yep. I feel like the FI tuning is really good on this bike, and... I couldn't make this thing pop, um, gurgle. Go ahead. Did you? Do you ever get to make it run dirty? I don't think so. I don't know. I got you? a couple of times where it ran a little dirty. Like where at? Uh, like off the face of a jump, it would kind of gargle for a little bit mm-hmm. in the air, and then once I landed, go away. Uh, I had that on the four fifty a little bit, but I was also in quick shift. Mm-hmm. I wasn't. Yep. Yeah. So, it, I've never when the two fifty. I didn't. 
never even heard when I watched you guys ride and even listen to it. It sounded really yeah. Good. When I whenever I came off a lip, like it, I could hear it. Like it was it was going. Like there was nothing dirty about it. It was clean and it was ready. It was ready to land. So a couple times. Kawasaki has more low end. Yeah, just doesn't pull as far mid to top. Yes. Is that better for you? Do you like? I mean, what about I your old like your older KTM's? Do you think this is better? I think uh, the KTM or the Cowie. The, this version KTM was it better than your older KTM? That you yeah, had? I was telling Andy like I wish I had, I wish I had this bike last year. Okay. Because of how, uh, how the chassis feels, I feel like the frame is a little bit more compliant, and you can predict on what it's doing. Like you said in those, uh, in those leaning rollers. Yeah. I can tell that there is a huge difference in there. Uh, map, map one and two. Big difference there. Yeah. Yep. Go ahead, Jax. Uh, I was a big fan of Map One. Okay. Um, Why? Previous maps, like last year's bike, Map uh-huh. One, um, kind of had the same like linear, linear, yeah, linear speed, but uh, it was just slow. Mm-hmm. Where Map Two, you had the higher RPM, but it was the speed I needed. Yeah. Um, this bike, since it's a lot faster, especially in the mid range, Map One's really good just because it's a smooth power all the way through. Yeah. Map two, it's it's harsh. The RPMs are always feels like they're always higher. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Everything's just harsh. Everything feels a little bit more rigid just uh-huh. because RPMs are higher. Suspension doesn't work as well at higher RPMs. Yeah. Map one is always the best map for me just because it doesn't hit as hard, and I don't like a like a herky jerky throttle through my corners. To me, like yep. when you make time up, you got to roll your corners really good, and that's important. So when you have something. If your if your throttle hand moves millimeters, and if that bike reacts to those millimeters in your throttle, it upsets the chassis in the corner. So yeah. when you have a, a smooth linear power, yet have good RPM response, you have connectivity. Right. It's like Rhino talk. Right? <laughs> so if you pure. have this, you will get this. This is the, and the reward. This, the reward is this. This is my we philosophy of life through KTM. Yes. So. Right map one, one always that. has a blend of that linear low end feel, yet good connectivity and a nice RPM response. Map two, if you're a bigger dude or you're riding sand, you don't feel those things as much because you have wheel spin, right? Yep. So you want some of that. You want some of that right now. Yeah. You want to get in it. What we rode today, we didn't need that. Map no. one, I'm 170 pounds. You're the same weight as me. He's dick and ribs, and he's not going to map two, right? So I would say map one, you've. You tried both, and you're a map yeah. one guy. I uh, I kind of like map two a little bit more, to be honest. I liked how we're out in the track. Uh, coming out of corners, it gave it just a little bit more snap off the bottom, mm-hmm. but not too much. Okay. It it was uh like last year's map. I feel like was a little little too aggressive for me. You always complain about shifting on your old bikes. Oh my god. So you had a hard time shifting from second to third all the time. You're like, my bike doesn't shift. Eh, it's not shifting. I go, it's just notchy. That's KTM, especially that's a trade on a 250 under load power yep you had to really lit off use the clutch and pull up to get the third where well, this is not no quick shift talk this is just normal transmission talk like it's better shifting it's 100 percent better. I found, shifting. I found a way well I you found a way yeah but that's you that's you trying to be doing <laughs> dumb shit so i found a way <laughs> yeah you hit a false neutral that took me a second off the jump <laughs> and i think that's something to do with your your boot honestly because uh, so I did what you did without hitting neutral. I'd wheelie over that wall, yeah, and then try to drive it, yeah. And where your foot is placed, where your boot is placed, where that shifter is, it knocked it. 
I think it's a little hard coming up over that because you're trying to grab a gear coming yeah. up and wheeling over that to get the speed. It yeah. did it right off the and face, though. It didn't do it as I wheeled over it. It just did it off the face. Right, but you're kind of rolling you're in your that boot around. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's not true. like you're – I don't think you were trying to shift. I just think your no. boot hit it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so now with the quick shift, look it. I'm not a traction control guy, and maybe I should use it more in certain you know, circumstances, but – I just I, I try to tailor the power what I like, and that's what I use at every track. I don't really change much in the engine department to adapt to the track. I try to adapt to the track with yep. what the stuff I have, right? So I'm not a big TC guy, but this quick shift thing, when I when I heard about it and I heard KTM talk about it, I'm like, ah, I don't know, man. I'm, I, I don't even use my clutch really when I shift anyway, so it's not like it's a huge deal for me. Uh, so I did try it. So the quick shift... What this thing does, it it shuts off the ignition timing for a split. I mean, I, I don't want to say split. It's like less than a split second. Yeah, no second. And it makes you shift without shutting off the throttle or using the clutch. So I did this over several starts. Wide open, second gear, just slam the shifter, and it goes up very easy. As easy as, I would say, without the quick shift on. Yep. But I don't have to let off the throttle. Yep. No matter what we think in dirt bike world, we let off our throttles a little bit. Maybe not all the way to 0%. 100%. But if we're at 60%, we may go down to 50% yeah. to shift just to let free that up, not have a load on it. Right. Yeah. Well, this quick shift, it doesn't matter. You can have a load on it, and it does it on its own. The street bike world has this for years. So I think it's useful for the starts. 100%. It, Maybe I won't use it. I left it on yep. during the laps yeah, when I was too. motoring down, and I'm like, I never noticed it. Yeah. So. Yeah, that was one thing. Like, um, I did a couple laps with it at the beginning. Yeah. And just to see what it was, because I was still kind of confused on what was going on with it. Yep. And I was like, well, I don't really notice anything while I'm riding. And then I went and kind of did a couple starts. I was like, okay, I see like what they're saying. Like, kind of shuts off. So. It's perfect off the starts, and then it doesn't really affect you riding, so there's no point, like, worrying about turning it off while you're riding or anything. It's weird because usually, I don't know if you watch slow-mo starts, but you'll see guys, when they shift, their their knees will go out almost like they spread their legs a little bit to yep. get the shift up. So I was really conscious of not doing that when I was rolling the throttle on yeah. it. I just, it just clicks up. So there's a there's some less movement off starts, and you don't have to let off. To me, that's a... That may be a, a quarter of a wheel length you got on someone. Especially yeah. being, like, big and tall like me. You might need any it. Mu any movement is yeah. a lot bigger of a movement right. just because there's so much leverage on the bike. So the less movement for me, the better for and sure. And any little thing that you can get an advantage is good for you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, so the quick shift works from second to fifth gear. There's a sensor on the shift drum that allows it to cut that ignition timing for a nanosecond, like Jack said, and it helps you shift uh, I asked the guys it does not shut itself off after you shut the motorcycle off you will have to if you start it again push the button on the cluster until the light goes off and then it turns off so yep. same thing to go with the map if you're in map one or map two it's in that map until you decide you don't want to be in that map same, same thing, thing traction with, control same so the lights are there that's it's kind of nice we didn't mention this that the cluster has everything on one cluster yep the start and stop is on the other side, which is a little weird. <laughs> that kept, that and it's recessed. It has a recess in it, so it's tough to get your thumb in that start sometimes. Yeah. yeah. So if you're freaking out in a race, in a start, 
you you got to really make sure you focus. Get your, you kind of have to hit the top of it. If you got fat fingers like me, and you just try to push, you can't get enough Oof. indent yeah. in it to make it start right. Yeah. So you really got to get your pointiness. That's what I say. The pointiness Pointy. of your finger in there. So there. that is something different as well. If you're a KTM guy, um, you guys are wondering about the Bluetooth connectivity units. They are not on this bike. Do not freak out. According to them, they will be back. They just don't have enough parts. They don't have chips. Nobody chips. has chips. But no I think Doritos. I've heard, and they didn't say this today, but I've heard they had a fire that burned the freaking building down that made these, the chips, and they lost a lot of them. So when they had to remake these chips and the units, connectivity units, it, they made them for their street bikes first. Yeah, and there's been like this big... I don't, have Do you, you even heard? use yours when you had yours on? Uh, I did. I did. I had different settings for different tracks. Okay. Yeah. And you, and that's and you thought it was okay. Yeah. No one yeah. did work on that connectivity unit. Was engine braking. Yes, that was my favorite part. You can just turn that thing off. Yeah. And it was really nice. The difference between that and like a normal stock bike without that ECU is really big. Yeah. Yeah. So don't freak out. They will be back. I do not know if they will be back on the twenty three. So it's looking maybe twenty four. Yep. Um, they didn't really give me any like inclination like they're gonna have it for next year yeah because i think they only do those on the factory editions anyways on the connectivity unit yeah no they had on a standard model Did too. They? yeah oh, okay yeah so thanks for listening we appreciate it here are some commercials listen to these things save some money and we'll be right back ScreenPrintingDone.com. My dream is the world's most powerful t-shirt. Do you want to look good, but you ain't got the money? Trying to get some t-shirts made? Yeah, Go to ScreenPrintingDone.com. This is a t-shirt. You can get anything you want on that t-shirt. I'm about to show you guys how y'all can look fly. Your business name. That's my business. Your kid's name. Oh, Billy. Your favorite phrase, like, let's go, buddy, or free jailbirds. I agree. Anything at all. ScreenPrintingDone.com T-shirt printing business Mention Kiefer on your next order and get 10 free t-shirts That's what I'm talking about ScreenPrintingDone.com Hey Kiefer, what oil should I run? What weight should I run? Lots of emails coming in about oil You know what I choose? BloodLubricants.com 1040 Pro Series Synthetic Oil If you guys haven't run Blood Lubricants Synthetics, you should try it. Email Jeff over there at Blood Lubricants, info at bloodlubricants.com. Mention the code Kiefer, get 25% off a case of oil. I run the 1040 Pro Series in all of my test bikes here. It works great. Keeps the engine cooler as well. Clutch life is enhanced and longer. I go through clutches on that Yamaha YZ450F every 10 hours. Now I can go 15 hours. So... Great oil. Email Jeff over there. Use the code. Save yourself some money. Email me, Chris, at KieferInkTesting.com. If you have any questions about the oil, I'm happy to help. Ride-Engineering.com. You guys want to get some clamps, some bar mounts, some chain blocks, uh, brake calipers. Adrian over there at Ride Engineering has a lot of quality parts. And if you use the code KT20, that'll save you 20% off what he offers over there. So that's Ride-Engineering.com. And he is not only the guy who tests the parts. I mean, I help him as well. But he also has an engineering degree. Holy crap. So go check him out, ride-engineering.com. Use the code KT20 to save some money. You guys out there tweaking on handlebars and grips? Trust me, I do it almost daily. 
you're looking for a strong bar but yet has a lot of flex, look no further than the Pro Taper Evo bar. It is my favorite bar out there on the market right now. Why? They have great bends. The bar flexes. I don't get vibration from the bar. I'm getting older. I want some flex in my bar, but yet I want it to be strong. And Pro Taper has the strongest and the lightest bar out there that actually flexes. So go check them out, protaper.com. I'm currently using uh, SX Race Bend on my Yamahas. There is a brand new bend that's just coming out right now. You guys should see that. It is called Race Team Bend, and that is what we use over on Aiden's KTM and my KTM here uh, in the shop. So protaper.com, they have race cut grips, they have sprockets, they have chains, all different kinds of things. Go check them out, protaper.com. Maybe you're at home or in the car and you listen to the Kiefer Tested Podcast. Maybe you already own a home. Maybe you're looking to purchase. You know what? Rates are down, so maybe you should try refinancing now. I know Heather and I just did. You can pull cash out, debt consolidation, or maybe you just need some credit score advice. Deal with a professional that has been in the business for 25 years, dude. And this guy rides. He's a good dude. Zach Morris. No, not saved by the bell, Zach Morris. He's licensed in California, Nevada, and Colorado. You can call or text Zach at Plum Creek Funding, 720-212-4685. If you guys have any questions about Zach, hit me up, chris at keyforinktesting.com, or just simply text him yourself, 720-212-4685. Plum Creek Funding, Zach Morris, hit him up. For motocross riders driven to dominate, the Yamaha YZ line of four-stroke bikes are built for victory. Visit Power Motorsports today to explore what's new and improved for 2022. The YZ450F and YZ250F bring the performance with power for four-stroke engines, reduced unsprung weight, and new suspension settings. For the look of a full factory ride, just like what you guys see on Saturday night, both the YZ450F and YZ250F come in exclusive Monster Energy Yamaha Racing Edition graphics packages. And you can take precision tunability to the next level with Yamaha's exclusive and industry's only free power tuner app. Visit Power Motorsports today, find your Yamaha YZ, and enter the victory zone. Get your new Yamaha at Power Motorsports in Sublimity, Oregon. Let them know you heard it on here. That's right, the Kiefer Tested Podcast. Get your best deal and best pricing wherever it is, right here, North America. I don't care where you're at, Maine, California, Florida, Washington. Go visit them, powermotorsports.com. Dress properly for your ride with a helmet, eye protection, riding jacket, or long sleeve shirt, long pants, gloves, and boots. Do not drink and ride. It is illegal and dangerous. Yeah, you guys know that time punishes you if you're not on top of your game. Look, I'm a competitive guy at 45. My kid is 15, and he is right on me every time we go out to the track. But you know what? You know what takes the guesswork out of who's the king for the day, who gets to talk trash on the way home? That's right. You can measure your lap times. You can reach your full potential. And, of course, you'll never guess where you're gaining or losing time. Go to litprolive.com. You can email me, chris, at keyforinktesting.com for a discount code on one of their GPS receivers. Getting started is super easy with LitPro. Pick a GPS receiver, download the app, 
and add a subscription, and then you're on your way to improve your lap times, get a better result as your, you know, than your buddy. That's right, because there's nothing better than bragging rights when you're on your way home. You throw your guy a text, who got the best of you, baby? That's right, I did. And you want to know how to do it? Lip Pro. Aiden and I have been on this for about a year now. Super easy to use. Look, I am not a tech-savvy guy, and Lip Pro is super easy for me and Aiden to navigate, and uh, I think it would be a great benefit to you guys out there. So hit me up, chris at keferinktesting.com. Go to Lip Pro Live. You guys want to see anything related to how to keep time, how to improve your lap times, what section you want to improve on, all those things and more over on liprolive.com. We are back. Thanks for hanging in. On with the show. Chassis feeling for me. Oh, man. I don't feel that much difference on the 250. No. Versus the 450. Uh this bike is a little bit heavier than last year's bike, yeah. which isn't a bad thing. I thought yeah. they lost weight. No, they gained. They lost weight in the swing arm. Every they gained weight in the whole bike. Got it. Yeah. So, and I I didn't get confirmation of where that weight came from. I think some of that is in within the frame. Yeah. Yep. Um, the engine. I don't think it would be more weight because it looks more compact. Yeah, it maybe does. a yeah, little it looks bit smaller. They yeah. were talking about how they changed like the head, maybe yeah. a little bit and. The internals. But it, we're talking maybe three to four pounds, people. So um, if you difference. hear MXA tripping on weight, <laughs> relax. It's not a bad thing. With weight comes stability, and there is some tire traction with weight. Of course, just like anything else, um, it's a tangled web we weave when it comes to weight and how we angle our corners and uh, flickability that we'll talk about. Uh, but for me, the bike still feels light. I still like to stand up on a KTM. It invites me to stand up longer. Uh, I like that a lot about a KTM. Um, I will say area two of the corner is a little vague versus last year where one, two, and three through the corners was easy and it just kind of stuck. Um, so it does take a little bit more effort. For me, I don't really mind that because then I get a little bit extra stability and it might have a little bit on the 250, which I don't notice as much, but the 450 I notice a lot. So, boys, what do you think? Chassis wise, yeah. Um, stability wise, it felt really good. Yep. Felt super planted uh -huh. um, compared to like the old bike. I remember the old bike like um, I struggled with like understanding what it was going to do, uh -huh. which could be a little bit more suspension, could be a little bit more chassis. But this one, there was a lot more flex in the rear end, which I really liked, and it it just felt super planted everywhere, going down straightaways, going down corners. Yeah, so the subframe is a little different, which yep. has more compliance. The the swing arms changed as well which is has more rigidity, but the, the, the blend of this feeling and the shock being lower. Yep. Uh, more traction. Yep. More compliancy, like I said, in ruts where there's uh, what we call cornering stability when you're inside this rut. And in Paula, we have rocks and dirt clogs falling <laughs> in the like rut and big. just things. It just, I felt like there was less movement in the shock. Yep. And a little bit more comfort. Yep. So that is nice. Aiden, you always complained about the KTM's not being... Predictable. Yeah. Yeah. I did notice that uh, this bike is way more predictable than last year's bike. Last year's bike, it would twitch and it would kick out of ruts. This bike, it, like he said, it's very planted. Yeah. What's the... What'd you say today? Straight... Straight line stability? Straight line stability is way better than last year's bike. Yeah. Like coming down the start straight of a... Uh, like, you know how you jump onto the yeah. start? 
You kind of right go there. across the start. Yeah, yeah okay. it kind of go across the start. The lean angle on it was way better. Super settled going into like flat, yes. choppy corners. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. That corner always screws me up because yeah. how how shitty it gets before the corner, and yeah. you're still kind of you're, you're still you're leaning. jumping, but then right when you jump, you're leaning, so then you get immediately less traction right away. Yeah, yeah, your suspension's unsettled all the way going yeah. into there just because of you jumping up onto it. But if you're like Aiden, just use the berm. Just yeah. berm alert it. Rail the berm. Just berm it. Yeah. Yeah, I should have done that. Yeah, I'm trying to test over here. <laughs> insides, berm guy over here is just using. I don't know. Wall. A lot of people hit the berms. Maybe you should start testing for berms now. Yeah, make like a berm like a category. We could just do a berm turn track. Yeah, berm lord. Yeah, berm lord track. The lord of the berms. <laughs> uh, suspension. Look, I'm not going to sit here and talk up the fork because it takes a little while to break in. You're going to have to have six hours on these forks and shock, more so the forks, to make it feel different. I don't even think we have, th- maybe we have three hours on the bike. My bike had two, like 1.9 hours, it said, when we started riding. Oh, really? So it had that much eye on it? Yeah. yeah. Dang, they must have rode the crap out of it. Yeah. I bet you they're trying to ride them more, breaking them in for us, because they know how much it is to break them in. Yeah. So you don't know what we had when we left? No, I didn't look. I'm I'm sure it was around. Yeah, so we got to be three point something, yeah, right? Yeah, around uh, three, low three. So I would say six, wait till six hours. That fork's going to change. There's not a lot of variance in the fork and the technology of what WP was doing. So, again, we went up to 10.9 bar for all these guys, even for Aiden's 135-pound ass. <laughs> it just was low. I was a 10.9 guy as well on the 450, too. Um, I w- actually, I take that back. I went to 11 on the 450. Mm. But balance is better. Better hold up. The whole bike itself feels shorter to me for whatever reason. Maybe it's the fenders or just the whatever it is. Really? I don't, yeah. It felt shorter? It felt just, long to me. Yeah, it just feels compact. Uh, it, Mine, felt the, it felt the same for me. <laughs> like long? <laughs> long. No, it just felt normal. Like uh, Just like so the whole same bike. as you yeah. did last year. Yeah. Um, so look, again... Not a huge rough track today, the most jumpy. Uh, we had some chop. We had some braking bumps, but nothing gnarly, deep, and crazy. So I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, the suspension's better because I do not know. I do know the rear end's better. Yes. I don't know if that comes from the shock or this being it lower or where it's coming from, but we will diagnose. We're, next week we're going to go to – we're going to spend two days at a track that's really deep in mesquite. We'll have ruts. We'll have bumps. We're going to di- dissect this thing further, so – We'll get back to you. We'll have some settings, and we'll uh, decide on where or if it is better in the suspension. So, um, again, I'm not a huge air fork guy, but you can make these things work. Honestly, your air fork, you preferred your air fork over your cone valve fork when you had it. Yeah. You just thought it was more compliant. Bump absorption was better. Yeah. So, look, Mark over AEO. Kills it. Does really good work on air stuff. Uh, Race Tech has a spring conversion. If you don't like it, yep. it's it's nice. You use Race Tech. Yep, I've used the Race Tech spring conversion on all stock bikes and right. stuff. So yep. depending on what your flavor is, you can make it work. Um, and the stock stuff isn't bad, isn't horrible. You can still no, that was it. that was honestly the best air fork I've ever rode. For yeah, sure. Yeah. So there is hope. Yes. Uh, Rider Triangle for me. Look at you got on a KTM. They don't feel as foreign as they used to. I know you guys don't go back as long in the in this in this game as I, but like when when I went to a KTM five six years ago, it felt weird. I would agree. Even on mini bikes, like I've I've rode KTM's for pretty much my whole life. Yeah. And when I was on eighty fives, like I I literally couldn't ride a Cowie or a Yamaha. Like yeah. I just couldn't ride it. Doesn't matter how many laps I did. Like it would take 
weeks for me to be able to start pushing on one of those bikes. Yeah, for but me, like I hop on this bike and I feel comfortable. Yeah, like yeah, I, and even recently, I've been able to get on a Yamaha and feel comfortable. Again. Yeah, like it's actually for me when I go off of a KTM and go back to Yamaha, I'm like, I understand what a lot of people complain about. I'm like, oh shit, this thing feels yeah. big. Yeah, it's a weird feeling, and that Fat. takes me a while to get used to it. So, uh, hopping on from a Honda to a KTM feels very similar. Yeah, the I shroud, did notice that shroud, the way the shroud layout is, yep. how they're sharp, how they're long, skinny. how you look down and skinny, like it feels similar. Uh, yep. The bar band, I I don't mind the bar band. The bar itself is stiff in nature, yep. uh, but the whole rider triangle, the pegs are amazing. The pegs are so good. If if other manufacturers are listening to this, <laughs> go take a KTM peg and figure it out. The new peg. Yes. Yes. The the factory edition yep. peg and figure it out because it's wide. There's a good platform. Um, the way the spring is is nice. It, it doesn't get. I don't get no mud caught up. Yeah. At I never, one time did my peg get caught up. Yeah, same. And I've noticed that before. My peg has gotten caught up so many times that I'm like coming over jumps, kicking it back, trying yeah. to get dirt out. The way but, they laid it out is very nice. And there were there was a couple deep ruts where it would get stuck. Yeah. And it felt great. Like I noticed nothing about the pegs. So the shrouds are long and those are okay for your long ass legs. Oh man, that was that was the biggest thing I noticed for being tall. Yep. Um if you guys are tall out there, even I've noticed like some like normal sized guys like even Aiden or Chris they get their boots stuck in the shroud yeah, on sucks. older bikes. It's horrible. And you're just like ripping it out. Like I've broken 10 shrouds at this point, just ripping my boots out yeah, of my shroud. you're freaking shrouds. out because you're still <laughs> ready. Yeah, because I'm coming off jumps and my leg's like stuck in a shroud. <laughs> yeah. But um, these shrouds, I, I first saw the bike like in a picture and I was freaking out because these shrouds are like all pointy and look like triangles. Yeah. Um, they're super long. Like, there's literally no way you can get your boot caught in the shroud. Not to switch subject, but do you think this bike looks better than the older bike? Yes or no? Uh, so, here's the thing I've noticed with looks-wise, mm-hmm. KTM. Mm-hmm. It always takes me a year to get used to it. Yep. Like, I always look at them like, that's ugly. Right. Um, this is the first bike I've looked at. And I'm like, that's not bad. Right. Like, everything looks really good. The f- the front fender's a little weird, yeah. but it's like it's like a it's pretty bag. it's pretty it's wide. It's it's wide, but it's it's got some cool like angles to it, I yeah. guess. Yeah. The shrouds curves curves it's got some good curves. <laughs> the shroud's the only thing where it's like I don't I don't understand like the super pointy end to it. Yeah, but they um, have a lot of features. Like yeah, the, where it's the like, the seamless feel is really nice. Yep. Um, they have the guard like the shroud itself has these little pieces near the top where you won't be able to. The right, like the radiator up, guards, yeah, yeah, and pushed in. There's fins on the back of the front fender to yeah to point air towards the yep. radiators. Uh, yeah, so uh, man, it's weird because you you look and I guess we don't think this as riders, but the layout of the plastic and the bodywork, you have to have. We're going. I know we're only going fifty to sixty five miles an hour. Yeah. So the yeah. wind tunnel sensation ain't going to be huge. We don't need bit, a lot of aerodynamics. Right. But, but I still feel like that will help. Like, yeah. it's like us wearing a hoodie when we go road biking. Right. We're doing 20. but Or if you wear spandex, you're cutting through that wind better. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and the biggest the You biggest were freaking thing. out today because oh, I'm jumping. I can I feel, feel this. And oh. I feel like it's a bicycle. It's moving around too It much. was freaking Maybe it's me those out. fins, dude. Dude, like every time I jumped... Like it was, I felt like I could just start like throwing the bike anywhere I wanted in the air. It was like I was playing a video game. Like yeah. I could just do anything with the bike in the air. Right. Like I could throw like a double whip if I wanted. It was weird. Man. But I got used to it. And that's that flickable sensation. Flickability. The flickability of that bike is 
the most flickability of a bike I've ever felt. Flickable. Very flickable. Very flickable. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Aiden. but the, the biggest thing real quick about, yeah. like, the plastics mm-hmm. is uh, they're symmetrical on both sides. Yep. Um, where, like, years before, like, some of the, the back end, like, it's longer or farther out on mm-hmm. the exhaust side. Yep. Both of them are the exact same, which I feel a lot in my knees, like, sliding back and forth when I'm getting back on the bike. Mm-hmm. Everything's the same on both sides, which was cool. Yeah, I, as far as aesthetics and the looks, I'm uh, I'm like you. It takes me a little while to get used to it. I don't think it's unattractive. Yep. I don't think it's the sexiest bike out there. I love the color scheme. Yeah. I'm not a huge a fan better. of the Red Bull emblem. I'm like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, but they got to do it for the factory. Yeah, exactly. But I just feel like it's, if you can make that whole shroud orange, yeah, that, that with the, sh- the seat orange and all that, man. It, it this, this orange seat looks really good. I do. Especially I like that a lot. Just pure orange. Solid. Looks really good. Solid colors are where it's at. Yes. Um, Aiden, hopping on this thing from the Kawasaki. Felt the same. You're okay with it? Yeah. It it wasn't like a uh, where I'm freaking out over it. It felt like last year's bike, kind of. So you can get a hop on it. And you felt at home. Yeah, I felt. I felt like I felt fine. Like you're like, oh, I'm back. It's yeah. I was like, uh, yeah, it's KTM. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. There's uh, there's a couple things I want to mention. They really were adamant about chain slack. Um as far as getting the correct amount of play in your chain slack. So if you're adjusting your chain, and of course you guys know where to adjust it and where to measure it, it's at the end of that chain guide on your swing arm, and the measurement is 70 millimeters. So you're a little bit, you have a little bit more chain slack. Don't freak out. It helps with, because uh, that thing will tighten up and you don't want to break a chain. And of course that does affect your shock uh, feeling when you're coming out of corners and acceleration. If you don't have the correct chain slack, you know, measurement that could affect the handling of the motorcycle. Do you think that has something to do with the new swing arm as well? Uh, well, those change over every, every bike. So if something changes, okay. the chain measurement, the slack measurement changes. changes. So okay. there is a measurement and it's in your OEM manual and you should follow it. I don't know what Rob does for you, but like you should make sure you have that correct. Yeah, we'll start doing that. We usually just, just do the finger. Yeah, check, we just right? do the three finger. Three thing, fingers, like the shocker or whatever you got going yeah. on. <laughs> shocker. <laughs> like if you want to measure seventy millimeters, however you want to measure it, people out there, if it's putting your fingers, measure seventy millimeters across your your fingers. Get that measurement, and that's your measurement. I'm yeah. sure it doesn't be exact, but around that. Yeah, clo- as close as you can. At uh, least. Radiator cap to me, ghetto. It was weird. Yeah, I, we were I talking never, about. I that. never opened it. I couldn't figure yeah. out how to open it. So <laughs> it's 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 childproof. Well, yeah, I it's mean, it's pushed the down. Push down. It's like a it's like a cough syrup. Cap. Dude, I couldn't get We'd it to push down, down, and it would hit the gas tank. So My fingers would hit the gas tank. I heard it was a pain in the ass. Obviously, it was a pain in the ass for you guys. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing too, they were. I was seeing this rusty kind of like water muddy kind of stuff on my engine and I asked about them. Yeah. And so what happens is there is um there's a skid plate, right? And you have these holes in the frame, which are just relief points. Yeah. You know? You wash it, water gets in there, it's that needs a drain, right? Well the drain oh, is is underneath the frame rails, right? Right. But then you got the skid plate. So it holds the water in. So when you're riding that water can slosh around and, and get out of the holes and leave these weird splash marks on your engine. So if you're going to wash the bike, take the skid plate off and let it drain. Correct. Yeah. So that's something to be noted. Or or put some uh, silicone in it. Either that or put some holes in the skid plate even. Just like in the bottom to let it drain yeah. like one hole. Honestly, like I would just put silicone in the holes. Yeah. And just run it. Yep. Right? And then that way you don't have to worry about water yep. getting in. It's waterproof. No worries. Yeah. 
Uh, so, yeah, we're going to ride this thing some more, spend some more time on it for the next, uh, I don't know. We're going to have the 250 for the next week or two. We're going to dive into some more settings, ride some different tracks. As always, Chris at KieferInkTesting.com. I will help you as much as I can. And actually, Aiden has an email now. Oh. If you want to get at Aiden, Aiden at KieferInkTesting.com, A-D-E-N at KieferInkTesting.com. If you're a young kid, teenager, and you want to know about some bikes, Aiden's here to help you guys too. Or if you want to try to uh, learn how to talk to your parents, Aiden can answer those questions. Because, uh, <laughs> no, we can't. <laughs> yeah. No, do not ask me that one. What's uh, it take uh, for me to get a key for ink testing uh, email for this kind of stuff? It's, it's a long <laughs> process, man. It's really long. It took him a long time to get. And I'm trying to put him to work. That's why he has it. So, uh, yeah, we're, we're here to help you guys out here. That's why we built this company. And hopefully we, uh, we can do that with these shows and racerxonline.com. Jackson and is my manager, and if you want to email me, you're going to be hearing from Jackson. <laughs> a lot of these people, Aiden, honestly, hit me up and say, hey, I've been listening to your show for as long as you have. And it's been almost five years. Yeah. And they've listened to you grow up on the podcast. And they're like, wow, Aiden sounds so different, and he talks way better than he used to. Because <laughs> I used to get you on this thing, and he was like, eh, yes, yeah. <laughs> I remember hearing people talk about you on the show. They're like, oh, he's just so bad. Yeah. <laughs> I sucked. Yeah. <laughs> I was bad. I get But I mean, fat. how else you learn, right? Yeah. It's true. It's, you do anything the first time, you're going to suck. That's why people, I hate when people talk crap to others. Everyone was a beginner, dude. Yeah. yeah at true. anything. Like, you don't just come out of the womb badass, <laughs> right? I'm still a beginner, dog. Yeah. <laughs> we got to work on his vocabulary. Yeah, dog. Yeah, dog. What's up, dog? I'm a beginner, dog. <laughs> beginner, dog. Can't just be normal and, like, not be cool, guy, Aiden. Just what? be normal. Like, yes, I can, dad. Well, Seven Deuce Deuce was talking halfway on the on the way home, so that's inside of me right now. Aiden's just a cool guy. So Seven Deuce Deuce <laughs> talks that way, but he you it's a genuine talk. It's like it's loving. Like you can tell it. It comes Bro. From, he's a loving dog. But it's it's a very loving Bro, I love you so much, dog. Yeah, it sounds loving. <laughs> But he's the seven. If you said that to me, I'm your dad, so you shouldn't say that. Bro, I'm gonna wake up. The the levels are really loud, so we don't want to blow out these people's speakers. Bro, good morning, bro. All right, so these will be uh, at the dealerships uh, in February. Should be there anytime. They told me uh, within this month. Uh, Again, only 400 of these things made. Ten thousand five ninety nine, and that can guarantee you probably gonna be paying fourteen thousand dollars for it (laughs) right now, because uh, the way the market is going, it's gonna be gnarly. So. Um, overall, a lot of innovative stuff on KTMs. They're working hard to make us happier as riders and to make these bikes more rideable and enjoyable for us to ride. So it's cool. I think KTM has set a precedent uh, with other manufacturers, which is crazy to me because when I was a test rider over there in 02, 03, 04, they were dog shit. It was shit bikes. And I hated my job. Hey, Kiefer, we got to test this. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to die today. And they've come so far, and other manufacturers have to take note, and they're trying to evolve their bikes because of KTM. So kudos to the guys over in Austria and the R&D team here in America for building a pretty good damn 250. We're going to shoot these suckers out at some point in time, maybe not this year, but maybe next year in 23. So um, hopefully we can uh, get you back to do that. That'll be fun. Yeah. So uh, thank you for helping me today, Aiden. Thank you for helping, as always. Yep. And thank uh, you for letting me come. Yeah, it's good. It's good, and uh, it's good practice for you. And you're in from Colorado, so you know elevation. Maybe we need some elevation testing at one time. Yeah. Okay. I'd like to try that map too in elevation. Maybe there you go. Real quick it down a little bit. 
real quick before we go. Yes, sir. How close were you to spiking out on us this morning? We we're messing around. Look at. Here's the thing. <laughs> I don't want to make this in the parenting <laughs> podcast. <laughs> but listen, I bring you to these these functions, right? Yeah. It's a privilege. Yeah. How many kids would love to do this, right? A lot. Okay. I'm trying to do a fucking video <laughs> or do something and I, I you're just not you're not like in the moment. Like we're working and you're just playing. Yeah, we were having good times. Well, why don't you just see what I'm doing, follow my lead, and and study what I'm doing? Because maybe one day you will be doing this. Yeah. You ever thought about that? Yeah. And if you're a jackhole around people, they're gonna. I can't take you serious. Well, we weren't around people. We were by ourselves. Around Chris and yes, Spencer. Well, <laughs> I mean, come on now. He's still. I mean, you're. We're working with them, right? Still people. So still anyway, peoples. this is part of the 250 podcast. You got to deal with these kids. <laughs> yeah. This is this is my nightmare. I'm about to go do an 85 intro here in two weeks. I can't believe how that's going to go. Yeah. So anyway, See, that's Chris, what I'm saying. I just need more folks. And and here's yeah, the thing. it could be worse. Jackson is more responsible than you. I was fine today. I'm always fine on these days. Do you want to talk about your gear situation? <laughs> I had gear. I know, but what did I say? So anyway, before we get out of here, real Hold on. Real I qu- didn't have monster logos on it. There was no cow. We got this team green thing, blah, monster thing. And I said, hey, make sure no monster logos today when we go to this function because it's a Red Bull factory edition thing, right? Yeah, Dad, got it. No problem. So what do I get when I'm down there? Hey, Dad, oh, man, dude. I think I just brought monster gear. But I do have this other FXR stuff that's not available until July. I'll wear that. I'm like... No, we can't wear that because it's not out yet. Luckily, you had some stuff in your bag that wasn't. No, anything. that was the stuff that I thought had logos okay, on it. Okay, but this is what I'm talking about. This is my nightmare. Just get with it. I was. I'm, I'm thinking back to myself. I'm like, did I have this? Like, did they just send I'm, me this I, You stuff? know, it's nice to <laughs> you guys out there. I'm glad for the guys emailing me. And if you're still with this podcast, we shut it off. I don't blame you. But <laughs> if the guys have emailed me about their kids being 15, 16 years old, thank you. That I'm not alone. I appreciate your guys' emails. I read them. And if I don't get back to you, I still am thankful because I know I'm not alone. The headache is real. The blood pressure is high. And you want to spike out. There's so. a lot of idiot teenagers out there, Chris. So we are two of them. But that's part of, that's what you want to be? <laughs> right? All right, guys. This podcast is done now. So I thank you very much for listening to this podcast. <laughs> I'm going to go now. So we'll, we'll be back next week. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for sponsoring uh the show, Aiden, with your M-Claw hoodie. <laughs> oh, yeah, look at you. You guys have the same hat yeah. on, by the way. Exactly. Oh, yeah, we do. Okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Don't talk. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, thanks. Support See our advertisers. Guys. They support this show and help me live my life with my kid. Thank you very much. Bye-bye.